Everybody. Welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Good morning. How's it going? You know, it's 9.30 where we are, but damn, it feels early. <laughs> yeah, are we going to do like a 6 or 7 a.m. Uh, trip to the courthouse next week? Oh, yeah, uh, we have training. to start preparing now. <laughs> right. I know. I was thinking about it like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to get up that early. That's horrible. I'm not even good at this. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, otherwise, I'm fine. But I, I will have to admit, I've only had one sip of coffee, which is just not even close to enough. Right. But don't worry. I have the okay. vat in front of me. I, you know, I do too, because good Lord. Yeah. So, well, we y'all probably know why we're here. If you don't, uh, there's a there's a hearing for Lori this morning. And that's because Lori doesn't really want Tammy Daybell's aunt Vicki Hoban to get to give a victim witness, a victim impact statement. Yeah. Um gross, yeah. horrible, terrible person. Yes. Yeah. Check, 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 check. All of the above. Yes, all the things. Um, yeah, all the things. Like, it's such crap. <laughs> I just cannot even. With all, all of the of victims' this. impact statement stuff has been extremely frustrating. And I will say, I still think that a good part of this is because of that there's still a trial coming and that they are having to limit the amount of people that can testify here or write a letter here because of that. But I don't know if that's true. I'm just saying that to make myself feel better. I hate well, this. You I know, think any judge, of their family members that wanted to say something of the kids get to. of Tammy should have had the right to. Right. Well, her kids never asked no. for that. Uh, and it was confirmed in the news that they have never actually requested to make a statement. Oh, dear. No. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> I have a new yeah. chair. And I just accidentally reclined it, which I definitely oh, no. don't want to be doing while we're on air. So I'm going to turn to the side here for a moment and fix a big problem. Um, well, we were saying it's early, you know. No, you know what I'm really like. Okay, there we go. Um, so, yeah. Well, here's the thing. The judge said no to Vicky because there were other people, you know, giving statements. Yeah. Then he came back and said, never mind. Yes, Vicky can give a victim impact statement. Yeah. So then Lori's attorneys at her behest have uh, objected to that because that doesn't make her look like any more of an asshole than she already is, right? Right. <laughs> but now also her dad and her niece have submitted letters too. So now right. they're trying to decide apparently who gets to have a letter on the record. Why don't they all? I don't understand. These people lost someone dear to them. Tammy Daybell's representation in this, in the entire trial was, it, there was some, but it was certainly minimal. Yeah. And I mean, bless those who did. And as we know, her mom's absolutely. 
was but failing terribly and she passed away shortly after. Yeah. She died like two weeks after the guilty verdict. Right. I mean, I'm sure her parents would have wanted to be on the front row, but they just right. couldn't be. They just uh -huh. couldn't be. So the family that did come and represent, good on them. But yeah, For it was sure. pretty minimal. Yeah. But yeah, it's to, to limit any of that, I just don't understand. I know. So we're just waiting for this to come up live on Judge Boyce's um, YouTube channel. And yep. hopefully this doesn't get vacated like happened last week with Chad's hearing because God damn it. Well, we were all here and ready to roll. <laughs> just like this. Yeah. So they have for Tammy. Um, Samantha Gwilliam has submitted an impact statement, her dad, Ron Douglas. Um, and so they're saying that because of that, they already have two. They shouldn't get Vicki Hogan too. Because gross. These people are terrible, as always. They are terrible. Um, so that's what they're going to argue today. Yeah. How do you argue for this without just sounding like a huge jackass hurting the family of a murder victim even more? You know, like, I mean, surely this is with statute. It is apparently Idaho limits the number of victim impact statements, although there's a lot of discretion up to the judge. Oh, sure. And we know voice is trying really hard to make sure that there are no appeals in this case or that there are no, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say no appeals, no valid appeals, no winnable appeals. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, he's trying to follow all the rules right to the letter, even though I don't think that most cases actually hold to those rules because why, why shouldn't family get to, you know? Right. And why should Lori get to run the show on that when she has already been convicted of Tammy's murder? that's my question. You know, I mean, come if on. Was, if she hadn't been convicted yet, I, I kind of get that more, but she's convicted. Like you want right. to just look like more of a dick to the judge. Who's going to sentence you next Monday. I mean, whatever. Survey says yes. <laughs> Apparently. So it seems yeah. like such a dumb, frivolous, ignorant thing to do. This whole thing just makes me I mad. Totally agree. I hate it. It's so frustrating. So this but... is a Zoom hearing. And so it's supposed to be on Judge Boyce's Facebook YouTube page. channel. Or YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're waiting on here. We're waiting on it. East Idaho News is waiting on it. So we're all just waiting. So please don't disappoint us yet again, Judge Boyce. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And yeah, so if you don't know, and if you don't, it's because you've been living under a rock. Um, not really. But the uh, the sentencing for Lori Ballow is this coming Monday morning, yeah. July 31st. Coming we are right planning to be there at the crack of dawn yep. to make sure that we get a ticket in because it is first come first serve in a small courtroom in a small courthouse yep. um so we're going to be there for that um this channel will also be live streaming the uh the uh, hearing itself yeah we won't be on with that because we plan to be there in person and so if all goes well 
that's going to happen. And then we will live stream later after after the sentencing when we can come back and say, okay, this is what it was like in the courtroom. This is what Lori's face looked like through the whole thing. You know, the stuff that, that we all are interested in seeing. Mm -hmm. And so we're hoping all of that's going to occur. If we don't get in, because it's total crapshoot, then we mm -hmm. will just stream it live with you yeah. and talk about it the whole way. So uh, Snow Queen, the hearing today is to determine whether Vicki Hoban, Tammy's aunt, can give a victim impact statement at the sentencing next week. Yeah. And the sentencing is not expected to last more than one day. They, no. The court had put out that statement that they didn't think it was going to take any longer than one day because some of these hearings take multiple days. Oh, yeah. But that's because they allow a lot of victim impact statements. As they should. You know, here in Idaho, <coughs> we've just wrapped up what I can, I think, confidently say was one of the stupidest legislative sessions we have ever had. Uh, where some agreed. of the dumbest laws in existence were passed. Some of the dumbest laws in existence were argued and luckily not passed. Mm -hmm. But our legislators are so out of control right now, it's hard to even believe. Oh, they It would be cool if they'd pass a law or some legislation around victims' impact statements. Right. Like something that actually matters and really affects actual real people. Yeah. The only thing they did that was decent last year was they did away with daylight savings time after arguing it for like 50 years. Yeah. They finally decided, yeah, daylight savings is stupid. We're not doing it anymore. Yeah. I'm like, this is the best you've got. Because, you know, they also reinstated the firing squad. Yeah. For the death penalty. Those were the two big things that our legislators did last year. Specifically for accused Ooh. murderer Brian Kohlberger. Yeah, I mean, they did that specifically looking at him, who has not even been tried yet. I mean, come yeah. on. So let's dish about Chad for a little bit. Oh, let's do. We have it on good authority that there may be a plea coming. That's possible. I, I don't think it'll be anytime soon, but I, I suspect that by the end of this year, Chad will have pled out. Yeah. Now, pled out what? Looking like that's on its way. It's not going to be much. The prosecution has a full conviction on Lori, and they have way more evidence against Chad, in my opinion. Oh, Lori's trial had tons of evidence against Chad. Tons yeah. of it. And so Chad, if he pleads, he will be pleading the death penalty off the table. I'll tell you right now, People in Idaho are going to be very dissatisfied with that. However, yeah, they will. Until it's explained to them that it's going to save them several million dollars, then they'll probably yeah. be cool. I mean, we but, were at seven million with Lori's trial. Now we have to do it all over again. Yep. Now some of that money has already been, you know, spent. The the work has been done. So Chad's trial is not going to cost anywhere near that, but it will be in the millions. But yeah, it will. And so it, it it makes all the sense. I don't care if they take the death penalty off the table for Chad. I really don't. Uh, no. Again, Idaho hasn't executed anybody in a million years. And even though they did reinstate the uh, firing squad, they still have to build a facility yeah. and go through all the hoops and it will take to get that approved. Several million dollar building just to shoot someone. I mean, it's 
so yeah, gross. So it's not like if he did get the death penalty, that's going to happen anytime soon. That could be no. in 20 years. Yeah, it could. I mean, you know, and Chad's in his 50s now. Like, he may never even live long enough to be executed. And honestly, right. how is that little panty waist going to do in prison anyway? Not well. <laughs> oh, not well. No. Uh-uh. Funny. Hey, Agoda. Hey, welcome, welcome from the Netherlands. Oh, my goodness. That yeah. Is a, we appreciate you being here from Amsterdam. I have always wanted to go to Amsterdam one day. Right. One day I will be there. That's right. So... For me, with Chad, I don't care. Take the death penalty off the table. Take the de death penalty off the table and plead. I don't care. Yeah, honestly, that would be the best thing in the world that could happen for the families, right? Uh, except for that, they'd be upset too. Kay and Larry would be very upset. Right. But what it would do for freeing these counties up from this would be amazing. I was thinking this morning about Chad in the Fremont County Jail. How many years he's already been there and now he's supposed to be there for almost another whole year before yeah. his trial i'll bet they are so ready to bounce his ass out of there that it's not even funny i'll bet because they have to protect him uh, you know right right grand wonder what books he will write from prison oh my god well what did yeah. somebody say on our last live stream prior and the storm <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. You know he will, though, because he is sure that he is, uh, you know, a prophet or God or whoever the hell he thinks he is now. So yeah. you know he's going to still be trying to spread that message. Gross. Right, right. Yeah, it, you know, Amanda, I'm the same. I'm not a fan of death penalty. And the fact that, you know... Now Idaho just wants to shoot people. It's just so gross. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Snow Queen, there isn't any beneficial, there isn't anything beneficial for him to go to trial. Plus, will save us from hearing prior talk for six weeks. Yes. Right. Also, I mean, kind of sad because I mean he's good for some comedy. It is true. But agreed. frankly, on our part, he's good for business. But, <laughs> yeah, but but for what's right, he should take a plea and get the hell out of here. Right. He should. Yeah. Right, Baby Shark. It's only three statements for Tammy. Why are we even here? Lori needs to take a chair. Too bad it's not electric. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca okay. said he'll write about his near-death experiences while being locked up. <laughs> he'll actually have some real ones, probably. Oh. Right, Amanda. And Chad does. How has Chad got money for experts at this point? How are they going to pay for that hotly contested DNA that I bet we never, ever see? Well, maybe they've already gotten it done. Maybe. Maybe they already know what we don't know. But it was a nothing burger and they probably spent a lot of money to do it. And it was exactly what the state said it was. Nothing. Yeah. That's the thing. It was it was a huge risk to think it was going to be anything anyway. Mm -hmm. Prior was just determined it was exculpatory, but would it matter? There's so much other evidence against Chad, and they have a conviction against Lori. That DNA right. just wasn't going to matter. No. 
Because who else could it possibly have been? Alex's? Well, it wasn't. Yeah. But they didn't really know whose it was. But it could have also right. been a completely, you know, could have been somebody that was involved in manufacturing that item or a neighbor that tape. borrowed it. or Where it uh, was such a tiny sample that only genealogical DNA could even, you know, was even going to make any sense with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other part of it for me with those tools, because this came off a tool, correct? I'm not sure. I believe this came off of what I argued so many things shed. for so long. I can't remember. Right. But those tools in the shed sat there for a whole year before they were uh, seized by the police. Right. That's Anybody right. After the murders. Them, after the murders. I mean, hell, his son-in-law could have been out there and used them for something and had his DNA on them. That does, it wouldn't have proved anything. So I, yeah. that was a huge stretch on Pryor's part. It was. And, and I think you're right, Amanda, that it was just he was looking for any reason to sever these cases. Any reason at all. So they could blame it on Lori yeah. so that he had more time so that, you know, excuse after excuse after excuse on Pryor's part. I think you're right. It was just this was just his his shot at severing the cases. Because if that hadn't happened, this would be sentencing for two people mm -hmm. right now. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully they get their shit together here shortly. Um, <laughs> I'm going to run over and double check it's not vacated. I don't think it is. Nate's still. Yeah, Nate's still alive, too. So I was just watching talks, him. So, yeah. But I'm going to go check Lori's page anyway. Well, and, you know, I think that for Vicky, she wants to be able to represent um, Tammy's mom, you know? Yeah. And, and why would that not be okay? I don't understand. Tammy's mom literally died before they could get her sentenced. Right. And I'm sure she feels like I need to represent my sister, you know. What a tender and, moment situation. for her, you know. Yeah. Oh, good. Lord. I know. I really feel First for her. Katie Vallow in the system. Gosh. <laughs> Are you in there? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I think you need more coffee. I know I do. But yeah, he, he wanted a reason to sever. And this is, that's how he got it. You know, he was looking for anything. He tried and tried and tried and tried. So clearly they did not want those cases joined from the very beginning. Oh, sure. Didn't want them joined. Yeah. Because yeah, he's going to try to blame this on Lori and Alex. Uh, it's going to be tough to explain how his wife got killed in his own bed by Lori and Alex, and he didn't know. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. And language, of course, is you are right. Life in solitary is worse than the death penalty anyway. It is. Oh, yeah. Would Chad have been involved in murder without Lori and Alex? That's always the question, you know? Like I've always said, this is gasoline meets fire with these people, you know? Because Lori and... Uh, Alex had already, you know, conspired to kill Charles. Maybe. So there was a motion oh. to clarify, Vic, or addendum to pre-sentence investigation filed this morning. Okay. But that doesn't. That doesn't sound 
related. No, because there was the same thing was filed yesterday. So, yeah. I don't think that uh, necessarily precludes this hearing. But I am pretty surprised it hasn't started already. They're usually. Oh, we're live. Oh, we are. Okay. Let me fix that. There we go. About damn time. Here we go. Okay. Boy, we haven't seen this crew for a while. No. John Thomas been Sorry, on vacation. Have you started here, Madam Clerk. Got a has, the, have you confirmed yeah. that number one, we're streaming live, and have they had enough time to disable the comment feature they were going to do? We are going live, and or we are live, and I will. Chat is disabled, yes. Okay. All right, uh, we will go on the record then. This is KCR 22211624, State of Idaho versus Lori Vallow Daybell. This is the time scheduled for a hearing on a motion filed by the defense entitled a motion to clarify victim and notice of hearing. We're live streaming this on the court's official YouTube channel for public access due to the shortened nature of time to prepare for this hearing. And representing the state, uh, Rob Wood and Lindsey Blake, Mr. Archibald represents the defendant who is present here and Mr. Thomas as well. We are, as I mentioned, live streaming this and also keeping a record through the court reporter that's present. Courts received and reviewed the motion uh, let me just inquire first of counsel, Mr. Archibald, are you ready to proceed and offer argument in support of the motion? Yes, Your Honor. All right. And who will be arguing on behalf of the state? Is that you, Ms. Blake? Yes, Your Honor. All right. Ms. Blake, are you ready to proceed as well? Yes. Okay. The court would note that the sentencing is scheduled for Monday in this case. And ahead of sentencing, the courts received requests through certain uh, people to offer victim impact statements as permitted by Idaho uh, Code Section 1953-06, the Victims' Rights Statute, as well as the Idaho Constitution, Article 1, Section 22. There's been a request to have a hearing to discuss whether or not uh, some particular people would qualify under those provisions. And so, Mr. Archibald, I've reviewed your motion. If you'd like to argue in support of the motion at this time, you can do so. Thank you, Your Honor. As the motion indicates, uh, a person by the name of Vicki Hoban, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but she has uh, petitioned the court to be considered a victim as she is Tammy Daybell's aunt. Uh, I think the court initially denied that, not knowing who she was and then reconsidered and granted it. I think the court granted it uh, partly because we didn't know uh, who on behalf of Tammy Daybell would speak. Now that the uh, pre-sentence report has been received, we find that Tammy Daybell's sister, Samantha Gwilliam, has submitted a statement and uh, Tammy Daybell's father, 
Ron Douglas has submitted a statement. In, in Ron Douglas's statement, he specifically says that he's writing on behalf of myself and my now deceased wife. So Tammy Daybell's uh, mother passed away after Tammy did. And so Vicki Hoban wants to take the place of uh, Tammy's mother by, uh, by claiming to be a victim and wanting to be heard by the court as a victim. I don't think the law allows that. I think the law uh, specifically excludes uh, Ant. And uh, so if, if Tammy Daybell had no one speaking on her family's behalf, that I think the court's current order would be appropriate. But now that Tammy Daybell's sister and father have now spoken and <clears throat> Tammy Daybell's father specifically stating, I'm writing on behalf of myself and my now deceased wife. I think that there's a no provision for the court to consider an aunt as a victim able to speak on behalf of the Tammy Daybell family. So I, I know she's interested in the case. I don't know her personally. Uh, I don't have anything against her. I'm merely uh, asserting the, the law and the law uh, I believe does not allow this. So I'd ask the court to uh, reconsider or amend its order uh, prohibiting the victim impact statement from Vicki Hoban. I see that after I filed this motion, we actually received her statement though it is now uh, submitted to the court and would need to be stricken. I don't have anything else. All right, thank you, Mr. Archibald. Ms. Blake, what's the response from the state on the motion? Thank you, Your Honor. The state does recognize uh, that anytime we're dealing with victims' rights, oftentimes there are some unique issues that come up because we have a statute, we have the constitution, but they're ever evolving and being interpreted by the higher courts. We also recognize this court has turned to a Idaho court decision to assist in making a determination as to who should be considered victims with regard to a homicide. I think uh, some of this has been a matter of first impression for the court. There are several victims that had wanted to make a victim impact statement. And I think the court went through an analysis in determining who would be able to and who wouldn't be able to. So the state recognizes that there are some uh, individuals that would consider themselves victims that have not been allowed to make a statement. I think there are a lot of interested parties in this case, a lot of individuals that have suffered some form of harm uh, in whatever form that may be from the acts that occurred in this case. With regard to this particular motion, I think the state is really without a legal basis to make any kind of an objection or argument one way or the other. Uh, so on this issue, we will simply leave it to the court's discretion while we recognize that this is a somewhat uh, a matter of uh, first impression to at least some degree. Uh, we'll leave it to the court's discretion for that determination. All right, so to clarify Ms. Blake, um... You're not stipulating to me granting the motion, is that correct? You're just arguing that you don't believe you have 
grounds to object to it, or I guess I do want to further kind of pin you down on your on the state's position here, whether it's a stipulation that the motion should be granted or just simply leaving to the court's discretion, let me sort it out. Yes, Your Honor, the state would not be stipulating. I think we're in that unique situation where the state does not technically represent the victims in the case any more so than um, as part of the general public for our representation. So we're always in a little bit of a precarious situation when it does come to victims' rights and what positions the state can take, what arguments we can make. But as far as the motion brought by Mr. Archibald, I don't think there's a legal basis for the state to make any kind of an objection. So we're not stipulating to it, we're simply leaving it in the court's discretion. All right, I appreciate your argument then. Mr. Archibald, uh, would you like to offer any rebuttal argument? No, Your Honor. All right. Uh, I've been researching the issue, obviously, for some time in this case since it came up. The court, as it notes, is constrained in some ways through the Idaho case law, as well as the Article 1, Section 22 of the Idaho Constitution and the Victims' Rights Statute under Idaho Code 5306. And in this case, the court received a request initially I believe coming through, not necessarily from the state, but through the prosecutor's office of a individual indicating they wish to make an impact statement, uh, Vicki Hoban, and the court went through an analysis and entered an order allowing for her to give a statement. The court initially uh, was under the impression that there were not going to be any statements made on behalf of the deceased victim in this case, Tammy Tamara Daybell. And at this point, there are uh, apparently family members that qualify, including her sister, Samantha Williams, and her father, Ron Douglas, who will make statements. So then the question becomes whether or not uh, that changes the rationale or whether the court would permit or allow Vicki Hoban to make an impact statement. Um, as an initial point, I would indicate that uh, by making these rulings and determinations, the court has never tried to minimize or not understand how far reaching the impact can be in a murder case for family members, uh, friends, associates, others that knew victims of this particular crime. Uh, Idaho does, however, have limitations on who's permitted the rights under the victim rights statute in the constitution because they essentially get um, some privileges that wouldn't otherwise be afforded to normal uh, people without those privileges, such as being able to make a statement without being required to be placed under oath or cross-examined on the statement. The court would note there's a policy uh, behind allowing victims to be heard. Uh, one case that the court considered is a case called State versus Leon, 142 Idaho 705. And the issue is a little bit different there, talking about whether or not a DVD or video presentation was permissible as part of a victim impact statement. And really the focus in that case was on what it means to be heard 
um, under Idaho Code 19-5306E, the court, uh, well, the victim statute does indicate the, the term heard, that a victim has a right to be heard. So I'll note that this is just by analogy, but um, some of the language in that talks about, um, in that case, the discretion, the victim's right to be heard conforms with the discretion traditionally afforded a trial court to consider a wide range of information at sentencing, says it's fundamental that a sentencing court may properly conduct an inquiry broad in scope, largely unlimited, either as to the kind of information it may consider or the source from which it may come. And that cites a case Payne versus Tennessee and also Matson 123 Idaho 625. This is the state Leon case further goes on to state the sentencing judge is presumably able to ascertain the relevancy and reliability of the broad range of information and material which may be presented to it during the sentencing process and to disregard the irrelevant and unreliable. And the information conveyed by a victim exercising his or her right to be heard serves this purpose by relating the victim's personal characteristics and the impact of the murder on the victim's family. And that cites again to the state versus pain case. And then finally, victim impact information gives the court knowledge that is helpful for determining the proper punishment and prevents relegation of the victim to the status of a quote, baseless stranger. So there's certainly a policy that applies towards letting uh, those that would be designated as victims to make impact statements. The technical issue here is who qualifies and who is allowed to be a victim pursuant to the statute in this case. Under Idaho Code 19-5306E3, that indicates that the court may designate a representative from the immediate family to exercise these rights on behalf of a deceased, incapacitated, or minor victim. In this case, the court has already made a ruling that Vicki Hoban is not technically a victim. What she would be pursuant to the court's order was a designated representative under Idaho Code 19-5306E and the designated representative of Tammy Daybell's now deceased mother. When I look at the language of the statute in the case law, what I don't find is any limiting language stating that this designation of a representative can only apply if there's an absence of anyone else to make a statement. There's nothing in the statute that indicates that a designated representative has to only be appointed under certain circumstances, such as the unavailability of anyone else to make a statement. And what it does indicate is that there can only be one designated representative for an immediate family because it is in the singular that the court may designate a representative from the immediate family. But uh, there's no mutually exclusive language in any case law I've seen stating that once there is an immediate family member, then designation of a representative is not permitted. And so when I consider the broad ranging policies of allowing victims to make statements here. And I'll note that some of the Idaho case law is more stringent, I think, in a 
capital case where the jurors make the ultimate determination. Uh, I do believe the case law supports that a trial court judge has some broader discretion in considering relevant and pertinent information for sentencing, such as was stated in that State versus Leon case. So without finding any case law or statutory language that makes the appointment of a designated representative mutually exclusive, uh, and I do think this is probably a case of first impression in Idaho, I am going to deny the motion and allow that Vicki Hoban's statement may be considered as a victim impact statement, not that she's the victim, but she is the designated appointed representative of Tammy Daybell's mother who is now deceased. And so uh, in the absence of any other authority that's been cited to the court or any statutory language, I don't believe it's error to permit that statement to be made. Uh, I will, however, leave it up to the discretion, of course, of the prosecution as to whether or not uh, you think she should make any further comment or statement at the sentencing hearing or whether the court would consider the addendum to the PSI, which was submitted as a written statement, which I do consider uh, to be permissible given this analysis. So the ruling is I am going to deny the motion and will permit her as a designated representative to provide a statement in support of sentencing. Uh, that'll be the ruling then on the motion. Uh, unless there's any questions from council, I think that will conclude the matters we needed to argue this morning. Uh, Mr. Archibald, anything further from the defense then this morning? No. All right, does the state have anything further to bring up, Ms. Blake? Uh, Your Honor, maybe just for clarification, the court had indicated something uh, would be up to the state with regard to additional statements. Yeah, in other words, I don't know if she's going to make an in-person statement during sentencing or not. And, and that's just up to the state to advise her based on my ruling as to whether or not I don't even know if she intends to do that. Okay, thank you, Your Honor. And I don't know, we can get an answer for the court of what her intention is. All right, counsel, uh, one last thing while we're on the line then here, we do have sentencing scheduled for Monday. I'm anticipating and have planned that we'll get that done in a day. Is it looking from your estimation of what's gonna occur like uh, you think we'll be able to conclude that in a one day hearing? Let me start with uh, maybe you, Mr. Wood. Uh, yes, your honor, I believe we'll be able to be one day. All right. Uh, Mr. Archibald or Mr. Thomas, do you think we're able to get sentencing concluded in a day? Yes. Okay. Well, I appreciate your input on that. Uh, we don't need to necessarily stop at the end of normal business hours if it's going to take longer. I just think it uh, becomes a lot more planning necessary and interferes with other calendared issues if we go further. So uh, we will plan on starting on time and I'll see counsel then in court this Monday for sentencing. We'll be in recess. Woohoo! Yay! Thank you, Judge Boyce, for being a decent human being. That was the right decision. But what are Larry and Kay thinking right now? Right?
because Larry is not allowed to give a victim's impact statement. And he's probably, I'm sure that, uh, that uh, Kay has rolled Larry's into hers, but are they racing to the court right now to go, wait a damn minute? They may be. They should be. I don't know. Um, I, the, the languaging, and I know it's legal, it's legalese, and it doesn't necessarily mean the same thing, but to call her aunt uh, someone who claims to be a victim and someone who is interested in the case is I know. so ignorant and just so dismissive. It's cruel. Her niece was fucking murdered. The God. Wait, Archibald's like, well, I know she's interested in this case, bitch. I'm interested, interested in this case. Her niece was murdered. Yeah. Yeah. No. And then her poor sister dies before she can even see the first murderer in this case sent sentenced. Excuse me. Yeah. That is horrifying. Yep. Yeah. Uh, somebody, a couple of you wanted to know how Tammy Daybell's mom died. She had leukemia for like 30 years. Yeah. My hair is having a real problem and I'm making it worse. So. Oh, oh no. Probably stop. <laughs> so. Everyone was like, what is Lori doing when she's staring up there? Just go with me on this. She's imagining Storm riding in on a Pegasus to take her away from all of this. That's what she's doing. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> I mean, tell me I'm wrong. I can't tell you because that was very <laughs> weird. Yeah. All that staring up at the ceiling. Well, in the hand on the chin thing, you ignorant yeah. bitch. At first, God, she just I'm started out looking face. mean. But yeah. then she got to looking bored, and when is this going to be over, to daydreaming and staring at the ceiling. Yeah. You must be right. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, what? Because she still just acts like this isn't real. Yep. You can see that she still does not take this seriously. When is Lori going to accept that she has been convicted of all counts against her? She's clearly not yet. Right? Probably not uh, until she's transferred to the women's prison. Probably. Yeah. Or or Pocatello. Or, I mean, uh, Boise, I guess. We'll see. But, or, because uh, actually her, her ass is just going to be plucked right out of here and sent to Arizona. So Right. Will she get into the prison system before that happens? I don't know. Probably because question. it will take a little while. Extradition isn't immediate, and she might fight it stupidly. Yeah. I mean, state to state, it's not going to take too long. But, uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, maybe they will plunk her in the prison system first. I hope so. Um, sentencing will be live streamed. So, mm -hmm. Mackenzie, we are making every effort to get in, but it's... Um, <laughs> Case bike, it's a uh, first come first serve. So we're gonna have to get there at the crack of dawn, stand in line probably. Um, this channel will also be live streaming it at the same time that we are like live tweeting it in the courtroom, because mm -hmm. um, we want to make it accessible to everybody. And then we'll likely come in later with a live stream just with our own impressions and what we saw and what it was like during the sentencing. Yeah. Do we know who all is making statements? I think that we do. Thank you, Mackenzie. Yes. Don't forget, you can buy us a coffee when we go to that damn sentencing by going to truecrimesquad.com. Because you know what? We're going to need like the extra large, whatever, biggest one we can get while we're just standing out there. Oh, man. At least it won't be cold. 
That's all I can say. It's true. It, and it won't be too hot by then either. It shouldn't be terrible. Yeah. So we know that Kay is Kay uh, Woodcock. And we know that Colby Ryan is. Mm -hmm. And I thought that I understood that Summer was. Uh, no, yeah, I thought Summer. So well, yeah, maybe. I... I'm not sure about that. Well, now. yeah, because she was Tylee's representative. Right. In court. So mm -hmm. maybe. I, we think so, anyway. And then now, because because uh, Vicky's statement is written. And it so is are. Yeah. Yeah. And so is um, uh, Tammy's dad and Tammy's sister. These are all written statements. So we don't know if they're actually going to be in court or if their statements will just be read. Right. So it'll be Summer, Colby, Kay, Vicky Hoban. Hoban. What is this Hoban stuff? Yeah, right. Am I wrong? I've heard interviews with her was, on East Idaho News and I thought it was Hoban. Hoban. Hoban seems weird to me, but whatever. Uh, and then, of course, uh, defense attorney shit, though, she, he, they just did everything they could to just minimize and discredit her. Well, she's, I hope she sees herself as a victim. Motherfucker, she is more than sees herself as a victim. Yeah. But I hope she's crying some happy tears this morning after that. And I, I mean, too. you think about how raw the Douglas family is, right? Not only have they just been through this awful trial from Tammy's murder. And the absolute betrayal from Chad, who was their son-in-law for 30-plus years. But now, mom has died, too. I mean, can you imagine how raw their emotions in that family must be right now? No, I can't. And to have to be dealing with this and then have to prove she's a victim as the aunt no. of, of a murder victim? I mean, come on. Yeah. So gross and rude. I couldn't even speak words for about the first year after my mom died without breaking into tears. I can't even right. imagine how hard this period has been on this poor family. Right. So I hope that felt like a big and win then for them. To be discounted you know what, like that? I mean, fuck all right. the way off with that. Does it matter so much who testifies? Not really. Not I on mean, the scope it... of the sentencing. Lori's going down the road forever, and, and that's clear. Right. But it matters to them, by God. It matters to right. them. They have been so beat up through all of this. And that was an opportunity to take a teeny bit of their power back. I'm just so glad they prevailed. Me too. Well, let's talk about right. some things that happened in court that were kind of interesting. Besides, but wait, like I gotta say person. this. Paula says, oh, poor Lori. She will have to hear what a wonderful person Tammy was and how much better than her Tammy was. <laughs> yes, she will. It because Tammy was a stellar human being mm -hmm. and a stellar mother regardless of the fact that her spineless children have not spoken up for her at all but Lori thinks she's prettier and that's all that matters to her oh yeah well, i gotta tell you Lori, looking at you today you look like a bridge troll give me a break mm -hmm. yep. it looks terrible anyway tell us about things i know you noticed something with wood i didn't see it happen when the judge asked blake to clarify Mm -hmm. When basically she's like, we're not arguing. <coughs> and oh, sorry, I thought I muted that. You did that backwards. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Really got a cough going this morning. Uh, but anyway, when she said, yeah, we're not really going to argue this. We're going to leave it up to the court. Uh, you know, and of course, uh, the judge was like, okay, so are you saying you're not arguing this? You're leaving it up to the court? And she's like, yeah, so what we're saying is we're not arguing this. We're leaving it up to the court. 
would and it cracked me up because Archibald at the same time they both like smirked and kind of giggled and I was like hmm I saw Archibald had a big dumb smile on his face and I was like you think that means you're winning don't you <laughs> I couldn't decide if that was it or if it just they were just kind of chuckling at the miscommunication happening between the two of them or why right? that was funny but it just cracked me up because you just don't see Woodbreak character very often he is mm -mm. pretty stoic you don't see his face break ever yeah but that grin and kind of smirk and giggle from him cracked me up well I mean I'm not going to say that Lindsay Blake did a great job she really didn't and 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 we're not, we don't represent the victims are you fucking kidding me right now right yeah you do you have been in communication with this family as a part of this. You know who the victims are, you know. Right. I don't know the that part. I was already gotten her. their conviction and they know right. that even the minimum sentencing guidelines here are going to put Lori in prison forever, so they're like whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Cuz yeah, I mean Lori's going away forever whether this statement gets in or not. And I think fighting it and and I really appreciated the languaging that the judge used in comparison to the language that Archibald used because yeah. Archibald was so dismissive and disrespectful toward mm -hmm. Vicki Hoban and um, the judge wasn't at all. And he was saying, you know, we don't get to decide who victims are. And, you know, any member of a family who gets of someone who gets murdered is a victim for hell's sakes. Yeah. I don't know. I just really appreciate it. He was so much more respectful. Archibald mm -hmm. was a dick. Mm -hmm. Also, Thomas, you like my cup? Yes, this is <laughs> this is my coffee mug. <laughs> Do you like Mom mine? Boss. I Mom like boss. it. Yes, yeah. Mine did have uh, like celestial symbols painted on it, but I've used it so much that they wore off over time. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought it wasn't just solid black. <laughs> it wasn't. It had. I should cut some new images and put on it. Uh, some vinyl images or something, but I mean, mostly it just holds an enormous amount of coffee, which is what, uh, what I require, but, uh, right. Um, yeah. But again, I really wonder right now what Woodcocks are thinking that they're like, wait a minute, you could just argue this and maybe the judge would be like, eh, we could probably let it happen. If I were them, right. I would be filing something right this hot minute, right. but Maybe not. Maybe they've already rolled the character Larry's statement in with K's and they're good to go. The thing is, Larry will give a statement on the courthouse steps when it's over as well. He will. He and did just maybe, like after the conviction. Maybe that's he did a beautiful job. In. Yeah. Yep. But I, I can't imagine it doesn't tear his heart out to not be able to take the stand and say the things that he needs to say. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Destroyed him. Uh, Snow Queen, I agree with you. Will she just plead in Arizona? Because Arizona has the death penalty. So this could be starting all over again with Do they another... for conspiracy? Uh, well, that's a good question, I guess. I, I, I know they have the death penalty. Right. If it's if it's a first degree conspiracy. I don't know. I thought they did sure. not, but I could be wrong. But why, if she's sentenced in Idaho to enough time that she's never getting out. Why would she go through that again? Right. Is that, Cause that, that's my question. No DP for conspiracy says Paula. Okay. 
Okay. But still, I mean, all it's going to do is just add time. So yeah. if she pleads, you know, mm -hmm. then, then Idaho and Arizona can fight over who has to house her because who yeah, wants to? Lori likes the attention a lot. She does. And to get to be, be drugged back to Arizona, another extradition, all of the press around it, the court, mm -hmm. the... All the smiling and hair flipping. Yeah. All of the new men she'll get to meet in uh, the court system. Hmm. She just may take it up. Just out point. of sheer, uh, you know, ego and boredom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I guess it is something to do. And then she moves around and isn't just in the same place. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Kathleen, you are so tasteful in your coverage. What am I with that little thing about Storm? I don't know. Uh, story was posing upward gaze for a special connection to her God. That could totally be, right? Yeah. Like, that could be anything. I think mm -hmm. first and foremost was it uh, was, I'm not giving this any attention. I'm going to pretend like this isn't happening because this is stupid. Because yeah. it is stupid. I don't know. They should never have contested. It just makes it look worse. Yeah. That's dumb. Yep. Yeah, get the shiner shined up. <laughs> <laughs> Too late, Larry. Right? It's rusted to pieces now. You got nothing. Yeah, I don't think they let you use barkeeper's friend in uh, prison. So. <laughs> <laughs> I Who knows? No idea Maybe she can negotiate. Gold. I don't know. It. It's not yeah. gold, though. It's It's tarnished, so we know it isn't actually gold. Right. Time away from her cell. She'll love that. I suspect that Lori's going to do just fine in prison. She'll oh, probably yeah, have her she's... own little mean girl cult going in no time. She will. You know she will. Yep. She'll suck girls in thinking she's the cool kid. You know, whatever. It'll take mm -hmm. a while because she's a child murderer. So at first they're going to hate her. But yeah. over time, she'll have them all convinced they're goddesses too. Yeah. Right, Artie, I think you're totally right that Arizona yeah. is filing on Lori because they know they screwed up. Absolutely. They screwed up on Charles's case. They may feel like they screwed up on Alex's case, too. Right? Well, and of and course, they're like, know. hey, we've got all of this evidence together. We've just been over here getting all of these evidence. We we didn't drop the ball. But, I mean, guys, shit. three more people got murdered while you were getting your evidence together. So, right. yeah, ball dropped. Yeah. Yeah. Definite ball dropped. Yeah. Well, yes. I am pleased. I'll be completely honest. I didn't think it would go this way. So I didn't either. You, I was, Thank you. I was expecting boys to do the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. However, Boyce is pretty good about really researching and knowing what he's talking about. One thing I mm -hmm. really appreciate about him is yeah. he doesn't play fast and loose with the rules. And if he doesn't, no, he doesn't know the answer, he'll take a recess and go learn the answer before he even opens his mouth. He's really right. good that way. He and I is. feel like that's been in the favor of this case all along. And so obviously he came in today knowing where his, uh, you know, where his uh, statement should lie. And, and yeah. obviously he did. I think he's so got a great staff attorney. Because it seems yes. like the research gets done very deeply yeah yeah he's ready so you know i yeah. know people have had plenty of complaints about boys during this whole uh this whole process and, and i've had my own but there are things about him i really really appreciate and mm -hmm. also I agree. this case has also 
taken over his life for all these years now. And I'm yeah. sure he is done to death with it as well. But mm -hmm. uh, I really, really respect this today. Yeah, I do too. Most definitely. Well, we'll be back with a new episode today and a live stream tonight. So you're going to see yeah. a lot of us. Um, so, yeah. Sorry about That'll it, but you're going to see a lot of us. You are. <laughs> um, and then, of course, Monday, D-Day. Mm -hmm. V-Day. Uh, yeah. V-Day. V-Day. Yeah. Okay. I, there's a lot <laughs> in here. And it's got, like Mike Pence right now. This is a real problem. <laughs> right, Pauline. If Tammy's kids did a statement for her, that would presume that she was murdered by their dad. Agreed. But, like... And the reason that would be bad is because what? Right. I know. I'm sure there's but tons of pressure. All I had said them. she figured that uh, Pryor has probably told those kids to shut the hell up and not say it. Oh, I, I totally expect I'm sure that that's too. True. But yeah, it's gross. You're going to defend you... your murdering father instead of your mother who was murdered. Exactly. That it's is gross, choosing so. Chad over Tammy. Hands it down. Is. There's no other way to see that. And it, it, it's shocking to me that no one has broken rank. Like, fine, Emma, Garth, some of the ones that have spoken up, we know yeah. they support Chad. But what about the ones who really haven't spoken up, who did that interview with Dateline or 48 Hours or whatever it was and, mm -hmm. like, just didn't say anything? Kind of sat like, there in the background, yeah. Where are they, you know? Where are they for their mom? Just, it bothers me. Mm -hmm. But anyway. We will be back lots of times today. And uh, thank you all for being here and tuning in and supporting us. And yes, please remember, if you go to truecrimesquad.com, you can tip us either through Buy Me a Coffee or through PayPal. We appreciate those things very much. We put mm -hmm. a huge amount of time and effort into this case, as you all know. And we're going to be sitting at the courthouse in Fremont County in St. Anthony at the crack of dawn on Monday, making sure we can get into that hearing. So we are. Wanna... And Aunt Sue says that there is a Mexican restaurant in St. Anthony that is her favorite of all time and that we will Ooh. be eating there afterwards. So that's the plan. Sweet. Sounds that's good to right. me. So we will be putting lots of time and energy into that. So if you want to drop us a tip, it's always appreciated. It's a drive to get there. You know. Yeah. We have to get up really early. Just not fair. It's a further drive for me than Katie. So if you want to designate anything special for me, <laughs> just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. But uh, you know it. We are the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Take care.